What's up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. Tonight on Primetime, presented to you by FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Tonight, we will talk about three players that must win in the preseason in order to carve out a spot in the Cowboys' 53-man roster. We will also talk about the four kickers that the Cowboys are set to host for a tryout as the Cowboys get ready for the preseason and continue to see struggles at kicker. And we'll dive into the quarterback two battle a little bit here on the show. But before we do any of that, do me a favor, hit the like button, Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. So help us out growing this ADC Sports community. And ADC Sports Dallas, by the way, took a huge step, I believe, this morning when those of you who watched Mike McCarthy's press conference might have heard a familiar voice out there in Oxnard. But I wanted to give my boy uh, Skywalker Steel the biggest of shout outs because just if you if you guys missed it here is the audio clip of what happened in Oxnard out there just let me know if you guys know that voice William Steele of A to Z Sports Dallas uh, how much do you weigh special teams veteran special teams ability with young players who are developing that may not have that much special teams experience I, I mean, that's that's an excellent question. That's all part of the projection. I mean, when you're part of a draft develop program, you you know, there's definitely some leaps you have to take. Uh, but you know, that that's why we work the hours we do. That's why the interaction with these players is so important. Um, I, I think Bones and Stu do a tremendous job. Uh, you know, in the special teams. You know, obviously they have their meeting scheduled meeting time like everybody else. But you cannot walk past our special teams room. Now he's got way too much candy and cookies and all that other. I mean, he's killing the nutrition plan here, but you never go past their room where there isn't five, six, seven guys in there. So, and I think that shows you, A, their understanding how important it is. It's a vehicle onto the 53. Uh, so, uh, and, and with that, it makes it both competitive for the veterans and the young guys. So, I, I it, you, you, it's this, and this is what training camp's for. I mean, just, you know, the fact that you can be in your back to the meeting room in two minutes, you know, speaks volumes to that. But, you know, I, I think our special team coaches and players do a really good job of getting in the extra work. There you go. Shout out to Skywalker Steel. That was one of the best moments from today's press conference. For sure, I was excited as heck. Shout out to him and congratulations for everything that he has achieved for, of course, for himself and for ADZ Sports Dallas. And, you know, Mike McCarthy told him that's an excellent question. And it really was. Shout out to Skywalker Steel. I'm sure that he will be with you guys tomorrow morning in order to discuss it with you and bring you the details from his experience out there in Cowboys training camp. But anyways, shout out to you guys in the chat as well. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Professor O says McCarthy told him that it was an excellent question. Of course it was. Shout out to him. But anyways, moving on. Moving on. Um, the three Cowboys that I believe must win in the preseason. These are Cowboys that you know are maybe in the roster bubble. Maybe they're fighting for that final spot on the roster. Maybe some of them are dark horses to make it into the Cowboys team. And, you know, the first one that we will discuss is definitely my guy. You guys know this. And I am talking right now 
about Isaac Alarcon. But do me a favor, before we get into Isaac, you know, ADC Sports Dallas is all about getting the fans' opinion in, in the show as well. We're in this together, right? So let me know in the comments, in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat, which Cowboy player are you most looking forward to winning in the preseason? Who is one Cowboys player that, in your opinion, must win in the preseason? Who's your guy? Who are you looking at? Let me know in the comments uh, on Facebook and on YouTube who is your guy. And before I give you, you know, my take on my number one guy, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because, as always, primetime is brought to you by our friends over there. And the ride of the week is the new 2022 Mazda CX-30 Premium. It comes with an all-wheel drive feature, memory cushion seats, heated seats, adaptive cruise control, which is an insane feature. It judges the relative speed and distance of the car that's ahead of you, and it automatically adjusts your own vehicle speed. It also has a Wi-Fi hotspot, sunroof, miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city, goes up to 31 when you are out there in the highway. Make sure you check out freemanmazda.net because when you choose Freeman Mazda, remember that you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your dealer. That's how good their service is. So make sure you check it out once more. That is freemanmazda.net. But let's see some of your answers here. Who is the one Cowboys player that must win in the preseason? A guy that maybe you are looking forward to watching closely. Uh, here we go. Craig says that Noah Brown. Noah Brown is definitely one to, to watch. By the way, Craig, uh, I will not allow this comment. The one from before. Let me see if I can find it. I, I will just. Craig is saying, I told you about Washington. And, you know, the injury does not count. It definitely does not count. For those of you that need context. Uh, Craig was calling James Washington to miss the 53-man roster before his injury. He, he thought that he was not going to make the team. But, uh, hey, that doesn't count, though. That doesn't count. Back me up here, Chad. I, I think that you will agree with me. Uh, Bruce says that Tristan Hill, Asmodeus as well. You know, Hill, and I've said this before here on the show and on Twitter, Cowboys Nation always seems to be lower then the front office and the coaching staff is on the defensive tackle. But sounds like he is making the team. So get ready for that. Also looking forward to watching him play in the preseason. Gregory says Jalen Tolbert, the first that we will see from him. Uh, he needs the reps. So definitely expect him to play, I would say. Professor O says must win in the preseason. Quinton Bohana. Professor O... Uh, I mentioned the conversation that we had last night on the uh, Friday night on the one techniques. So good stuff there. Definitely a defensive tackle. Tommy also says that Bohana Basher or Houston says uh, Bruce over here. Let's see. <laughs> Toxic Tom says that Ryan Null has already won. So I will say Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith is an interesting answer because, because, you know, he, he has to win, right? We all want him to go out there on the playing field and win. But I would argue that if he doesn't win, he doesn't necessarily lose a lot, right? Because it, it might be too early for the Cowboys to pull the plug in, the, in, in their whole plan for the offensive line. Having said that, though, 
Tyler Smith is a guy that I believe we are all looking forward to, to watching on the playing field. And even as a first rounder, and even as a projected starter, you would guess he's getting reps. How many? I don't know. Uh, David Hellman was streaming the other day live uh, on YouTube. And I actually asked him about the guy that we are about to discuss here in a few seconds. And Hellman said that maybe the Cowboys were being a little bit coy about it, but that maybe they're going to rest their front five quite a bit in the preseason. So stay tuned for that, maybe. And that is the perfect segue into the number one guy on my list of the three Cowboys that must win in the preseason. And I got to open things up with Isaac. Isaac Alarcon. You guys know that Isaac is my guy. I will I, I, I will pronounce it as it really should be pronounced. Isaac Alarcon. Isaac is getting reps at tackle out there in Oxnard. That is the reason why I am bringing him up. I know that sometimes it does sound like I am uh, Isaac's fanboy a little bit here, but hear me out. The Cowboys do not have a lot of depth at offensive line right now. Well, let's go is out with an injury. Josh Ball is not impressing. Aviante Collins is not impressing. So, you know, just get a head count and tell me, you know, why Isaac is out there seeing reps at right tackle and left tackle. So something to watch, I would say. And, you know, no C Walker is as credible as they come. And this tweet raised eyebrows, in my opinion. So this is a quote from Patrick Nosey Walker, who is now with DallasCowboys.com. He says, I've seen progress on a daily basis regarding Alarcon here. And there is time to do more refinement. I'm hoping that he takes the next step. I have been pulling for him since he got the call. And maybe he finds a way to steal a spot from Josh Ball. I don't know how serious about that was uh, Patrick Walker. He usually is pretty serious about everything that he says on, on Twitter. So that definitely does raise an eyebrow. There's no other way around it. I don't think that Isaac ends up stealing a spot from Josh Ball. But the fact that we're seeing him at swing tackle tells you everything. Remember that Isaac came into the Cowboys as an offensive tackle. That's what he played in college when he was here in Mexico. The Cowboys moved him to guard last year. That's when we where we got to see him in the preseason in 2021. And now he's seeing reps at tackle again. So that is definitely noteworthy. Definitely noteworthy. Uh, everyone pretty much seems to agree that he's progressing, that he's improving. And, you know, he's a long shot. And I believe that the roster exemption actually makes him even more of a long shot since the Cowboys are just comfortable keeping him around as an international player. Because just a quick note, Professor O here says, I think Isaac is fine because of the pathway exception. He has a spot either way. However, the spot isn't quite a 53-man roster spot. It is like an exception. It's an exemption for, for the practice squad, right? That's how, how more or less it works. And if he... If he is to be called up, and maybe they will adjust the rules again, they have been pretty flexible with the international player rules. But last year, the way that it worked is you had to be a non-international player to be called up to the 53-man roster or to the active game day roster. And that's tough to do. 
for uh, for Isaac maybe because the Cowboys would need to be willing to remove the the international player label from uh, Isaac in order to really activate him. And I believe that's a tough thing to ask from the Cowboys because the alternative is we get to keep a guy that we're developing, that we are continuing to see progress from, and that's still pretty damn young, by the way. So maybe they just keep him for another season. I don't know if this is actually Marcus Mosher. If he is, uh, what is up, Marcus? Welcome into the show. It is a big time honor for you to be here with us on primetime. I don't know if it really is Marcus, though. Alex here says he is ready. Listen, I'm just saying it, it doesn't sound like this is the same old story for Isaac. He's out there seeing reps at left tackle, at right tackle. He stonewalled Dan Fowler Jr., by the way. In practice today, we saw that clip earlier on Monday. So just watch out for him, man. Watch out for Isaac. If he wins in the preseason, and he definitely needs to win big time, he might just be a surprise. Now, granted, that is my guy, so I will admit to a certain degree uh, of bias, but you know that's the way it goes when you talk about these players in the roster bubble, right? Let's see. Troy says we need to remember how bad Steele looked at one time. You know, just talking about that progression at offensive line. I agree, man. And, and the fact that they pushed him back to tackle is impressive to me. Toxic Tom says, I hope that he makes it. I don't know much about him. I know in baseball, it's more common. It's why I was curious. Uh, what? I don't know if, if Toxic Tom is talking about somebody else here. Maybe I missed another comment here. Uh, and Tommy says, uh, it's just that we Mexicans and Mexican-Americans are rooting for a guy that looks like, like us, not many Mexicans in the NFL. Not at all, man. And here's the thing about Mexican players that have been in the NFL. They're, they usually have, you know, been born in Mexico. Like, for example, we've had multiple kickers in NFL history. Uh, Raul Alegre, who won Super Bowls with the New York Giants, for example. And they were born here in Mexico. And, they, and then maybe they emigrated to the United States at a very young age. And even though they were born in Mexico, they were made, quote unquote, as players in college while in the United States. And that is the case for, for example, uh, a few other players that have been there, especially kickers. But Isaac is a whole different story because Isaac was actually made in, in, in college here in Mexico. So that's why Mexican fans are Pretty into the whole Isaac storyline. Definitely a player to watch. Uh, let's see. Mo, does Isaac speak both English and Spanish? He does. He does speak English. Yeah. Um, the guy is, uh, is from, you know, one of the best universities in, in Mexico, actually, which is one of the best universities in, in the world, actually. When you look at the rankings, uh, Tec de Monterrey is up there. It's my alma mater. I'm proud of it. Let, let me brag a little bit here on the show from time to time. Uh, let's see. Bruce says, while I have you here, Marcus, um, I missed if it was really Marcus. And even if it was, how could we know? Now nah, I'm just kidding. Shout out to Marcus, who appears to be here on the show. Uh, big fan of your work, by the way, Marcus. Uh, while I have you here, says Bruce. So here's a message from Bruce. Until I watched your podcast, the Tyson Twitter pick made me think you were black. 
<laughs> the Tyson, the, the Mike Tyson picture is a classic for Marcus Mosher. And by the way, if you are Mike Tyson fans, there's some drama on the internet right now because it appears like Mike is super against the Hulu series that is about to stream live uh, in a few days, I believe. It's going to air. It's going to debut. So, you know, if you are into boxing history, that is something to watch, but it will definitely provide a very different perspective into Mike Tyson's life, which I don't necessarily hate, but maybe that's a topic for another sh uh, show and not prime time. Moving on to number two on the list, I've got easy. I've got easy Mukwamo. You know, versatile, defensive back. We know that he can play a little bit of cornerback. We know that he can play a little bit of safety. But, man, it does sound like, you know, it does sound like he's getting to, uh, you know, compete with some of these rookies that are on the rise. So even guys like Nashawn Wright, Dayron Bland, even guys at cornerback seem to impact Mukwamu's chance at the 53-man roster a little bit. And at this stage, Marquise Bell is kind of a lock for the 53-man roster from what we have heard. So that's another safety you're competing uh, against. So quick head count at safety. Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, Jaron Kears, who are your three starters, add, uh, add Marquise Bell to the list. People are talking a lot about Tyler Cole as well. Israel Mukwamu might be fighting Cole, and he might be fighting some of the other defensive backs, honestly, because of his versatility. So Izzy needs to remind people that he was this Swiss army knife last year's, in last year's preseason, and he needs to prove that he belongs on the 53-man roster. Because... I agree with Eliasar here. It does feel like Bell is locked into the 53, especially because of the versatility, especially because of how he can be this. Honestly, Marquise Bell can be the face-out plan for Jaron Kears, right? Because Bell is expected to do the exact same things that Jaron Kears is doing. And Jaron Kears is not signed to a long-term deal. So if we're being real, Marquise Bell might end up being Jaron Kears' successor after the 2022 season. So this is a spot that will also likely be defined on special teams as we us as it usually happens. But Mukwamu has a chance at reminding everybody why we were so high on him a year ago. Izzy Mukwamu, definitely a guy that we hope makes it into the 53-man roster. He was here on primetime last year. He, uh, nah, earlier this year, it wasn't last year. What am I talking about? Easy was here earlier, earlier in the offseason. He talked a lot about his versatility. He talked about what he wanted to work on, and we were hoping the best for him, man. Uh, lots of undrafted dudes are getting cut, says Bruce. But for the Cowboys, it sounds like multiple undrafted dudes are making it. It sounds like Bell is making it. Dennis Houston could also break into the 53-man roster. There's a lot going on. And I agree with Toxic here. If Easy has a preseason like last year, he makes it. He's not that. I think he's on the, on the inside looking out maybe rather than the other way around. He just needs to have a strong preseason maybe. 
Bailey says Bell is most certainly locked in. Lauren Michael says, I am not confident in our coverage for Tampa Bay. Who are the corners that will line up against Tom Brady week one? Oh, do not overthink this, guys. Do not overthink this. There doesn't seem to be any question, any whatsoever, as to who the Cowboys starting cornerbacks are for week one and for the remainder of the season, as long as they're healthy. It's Trevon Dix, Anthony Brown on the outside, and Jordan Lewis on the inside. I know that for a long time in the offseason, we were talking about Kelvin Joseph taking that next step. Uh, some people even talked about trading away Anthony Brown to, you know, benefit from the from the cap space provided that you had Kelvin Joseph already, blah, blah, blah. But it's not happening. Anthony Brown is the guy. Do you know what David Hellman tweeted out uh, today? I don't know if it's, you know, a an opinion shared by everybody, but it definitely was significant. Anth uh, David Hellman tweeted that Anthony Brown has been the, play the best player from camp. That is big time praise from Hellman, who is now with Fox Sports. There is no doubt those are your three starting cornerbacks. Toxic Tom says here, do we even need a third string running back? Because El Pipiripao says, who would be our third string running back? It depends on what the Cowboys plan is on offense. If they are aiming to really use Tony Pollard a little bit more, I would argue that maybe you do need the third running back. But the Cowboys have, it wouldn't be the first time if they decide not to, to carry a third one. I would be surprised if it is a fullback. I would be surprised if, if they carry an old school fullback, but uh, Rico Dowdle would, would appear to be the favorite for running back three. I know there are several other players that could raise a hand, especially in the preseason, especially when there's actual contact involved. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not getting contact, but you know it's different when you're facing a an opponent rather than a teammate. Uh, Rico Dowdle has been dealing with the with the COVID thing, so maybe that's why we have not seen a lot from him lately. He was in the practice field today. He was not actually practicing. He was just out there wearing a face mask. We'll see if he if he solidifies himself as the third running back. And if slash when he does, do the Cowboys carry a third running back? We'll see. Uh, as always, quick note, the Cowboys will, you know, have an initial roster and then the week one roster, the game day roster will look significantly different because some guys will make it in order to go to IR, in order to go to, to pop, whatever is needed. And then you will get, you know, free agent signings, quote unquote, but players that were already on the team. But anyways, number three, and this will also be a perfect segue into the next topic, is honestly, Larry Meyer Lahu, because I know that this has been difficult. I know that the Dallas Cowboys have not had uh, success at kicker in Oxnard. They have not. But we might be overlooking because of Gary Vai's struggles, the fact that Gary Vai, that the fact that Hyrule Lahu is at 75%, which is far from ideal. But at the, at the same time, it's not like whoever the Cowboys sign is going to take over at kicker. Lirium might win this competition and Lirium might still be, 
your starting kicker when the time comes here. Uh, and by the way, this is a perfect moment for this question here on the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat before I, I, I put that out. Congratulations to Stephen White's daughter, Haley, who got married today. Shout out to Stephen White's family and congratulations. But the question for me to you guys, who's the Cowboys kicker in week one? Is it Lirim Hairulahu or is it other? The Cowboys are going to bring in four kickers on Tuesday to work them out and try to figure out who can shake up the competition at kicker. Just last week, they were playing it patient. They were playing it cool. They were saying there's no urgency to get this done. We can still trust these guys. We don't know much about them. Let's wait it out. Fast forward a few days, though, and they're hosting four free agent kickers. <clears throat> it's not great at kicker. But honestly, I would still make Lirim the favorite to win the starting job in week one. Toxic jokes, Greg the leg, <laughs> Gregory says other, Professor O says Lirim, John Jones says it will be other, Riz got the use is money matter. Because among those players that will be in, in Oxnard trying out to be the Cowboys kicker, you will get Brett Meyer, who was with the Cowboys for two seasons and who got caught because he was not really uh, working out for Dallas. Now, he kicked for 80%, Maher did in 2018, and then in 2019 he kicked for for 67%, which was definitely concerning. He was with the New Orleans Saints last year, and to be fair, he he made 16 out of 18 attempts, but I cannot say that that is uh, encouraging since it was only 18 attempts. Now, how about the other free agents? How about the guys that we don't know? Because usually as fans, if we don't know the name, we hold out hope because if we don't know the name, he might just be better than, and sometimes we go with the optimistic quote of it cannot get any worse. Sometimes it can. And honestly, let me introduce you the characters that will be on Tuesday out there in Oxnard beyond Brett Maher. One of them is Matt Amendola, who was with the New York Jets most recently. He has 19 career attempts. He was good for 68% in those 19 attempts last year for the Jets. Cole Murphy played with Syracuse and, and he was with the USFL Michigan Cardinals. Went 11 for 12 in the USFL last season. He has no NFL experience yet. He is working out with the Cowboys. And then there was this late addition to the workout that was J.J. Molson. He was shortly with the Green Bay Packers, but he has no career attempts. And when he was in UCLA for his career, he kicked for 69%. And that includes 57% during his senior season. So as you can kind of take away from these numbers, just working out better in free agents doesn't guarantee you a solution to your problem. And I believe none of the four kickers that the Cowboys will have on Tuesday is a guaranteed solution. I don't believe that any of them are to be favorites over Lirim Hairulahu for the job. Now, granted, you know, kicking 
is a it's, it's about confidence. It is about rhythm. So a kicker that had a bad season doesn't necessarily will have uh, won't necessarily will uh, have a a bad season the next year. So these are different versions of them, but they don't have a lot of history to back them up in this whole conversation. So just something to bear in mind as we head into Tuesday when the Cowboys will work this out. So, you know, just providing some perspective because I believe that if you only check out the headline and you check out the Cowboys are hosting four veteran free agents, you might you might relax a little bit. You might go with, you know, uh, this is good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Mal, this list is giving me PTSD. This is Bruce. Uh, Professor O says 75.9% isn't it. Uh, he was 60 for 79, says Professor O. Let's see. What, what was that? Was that... Um, I don't know if Professor O is talking about Cam Dicker there because I've seen him in the comments. But yeah, quite the list, isn't it, Toxic Tom? Isn't it, friends from prime time? I think Lirim Hairulaku is your, is your favorite. I think Lirim Hairulaku is your favorite to, to make this team, you know? Stephen White says, thank everyone. They heard your shout out, Mo. That's amazing. Light it up for, light it up for, for Haley and, and whoever the lucky guy is. Light it up in the chat for them. Uh, thank you for sharing the news with us, Stephen White. I hope that they have a, a very happy marriage. And I hope that they get to, to see the Cowboys win a Super Bowl while if, during their marriage. Hit the like button for Mauricio and ADC. says, Professor Oh, I appreciate it, Matt. Uh, and I also invite you to, to listen to Matt. Do me a favor and hit the like button if you are enjoying the show. And remember that every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. And by the way, Matt, uh, happy birthday to, to Felix. I believe uh, he's, he's about to, to have his birthday. You mentioned it on Friday night. Uh, shout out to Professor O's son. Now, moving on, moving on a little bit here on the show. It sounds like Will Greer, and, and shout out again to Skywalker Steel. He's been putting out these clips and these interviews from, from training camp out there in Oxnard. He's getting the work in and he's giving us top tier content from where things happen. And he talked to Will Greer a little bit about the preseason. And it sounds like, it sounds like we might, uh, we might be in for an actual competition at quarterback. Is Cooper Rush's job guaranteed as the backup quarterback to Dak Prescott? I believe not. Doesn't seem to be the case. He's made some plays in camp. Granted, you cannot ask a lot from, from Greer and, and Cooper Rush, so maybe don't get your hopes up in the sense that the Cowboys will have one of the best backups at quarterback or anything like that. But I'm just saying, there have been tweets out there on Will Greer putting together some quality plays, and that is one of the biggest storylines to follow in the preseason. And I am actually kind of impressed that we have not turned it into a bigger deal because... I might be wrong about this, but it feels to me that in recent years, backup quarterback has been an even bigger conversation than on this one. And it might have to do with Dak Prescott's health. Last year, we were concerned about it. <clears throat> now we're not that concerned about it since Dak Prescott looks as healthy as ever. 
even after suffering multiple injuries in 2021. But watch out for Will Greer, maybe taking that job away from Cooper Rush. Will the Cowboys give him the opportunity to earn the backup quarterback role? We'll see. We'll see in the preseason. But Greer is one of those players that also must win in order to take that next step. I've always liked Will Greer. So uh, I think he could provide something special for the Cowboys. But we'll see how it goes. Because remember... Backup quarterback is not always about the accuracy, right? It's not always about the arm strength. It's not always about all of that. It's also about being a pretty much a player slash coach on the sidelines for your starting quarterback. So that also plays into this whole conversation. And it seems to me that a lot of the time we kind of believe that it's all about the level of play on the field. That is not the case for backup quarterback, I believe. Troy says here, Fassel is a problem. Dallas always had a good kicking game till this guy showed up. I don't know. I don't know if that is fair, though. I don't know if that is fair, especially as John Fassel has made the Cowboys special teams improve into a top 10 team in back-to-back -back years in special team sufficiency measured by DVOA from football outsiders. And I don't know. I might be... I, I might be... I don't think I'm in the minority here, but... I think it has to do with the kickers. I think it has way more to do with the kickers than it does John Fassel. You had Kai Forbat there for a while. He went 10 for 10. I do think that Forbat is a little bit glorified by the fan base. I, I, I think that he is not that solution that many people think he is because we've not, we have not seen that consistency throughout his career. And in Dallas, he only attempted 10 field goals. And he made them all. That was impressive. I will not say otherwise. I don't think that it's on John Fassel, though. I think it's the kicker situation itself. I don't mind John Fassel as a special teams coach for the Cowboys. I think that he's actually done a, a more solid job than giving credit for. Toxic Tom says Dallas loves to promote our backup quarterbacks into coaching jobs. Toxic Tom is still dealing with some of the of the Kellen Moore uh, trauma that 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 he shares with us here on the show let's see trade cooper rush to cleveland for a fifth rounder and pick <laughs> a fifth round pick and a swap of sixth says professor O. you know i will tell you this though i will tell you this it sounds like the buccaneers have their own kicker battle and i was talking to the guys over at adc sports today and Evan Winter, who is the managing editor, and he covers the Buccaneers as well, said, just wait for the Bucs to cut one of their guys. Sukup in a dome is totally feasible. So what if the Cowboys' true solution at kicker is on another team right now and the Cowboys pull a last-minute free agent signing when the time comes after cut-down day around the league? If there is one position that the Cowboys could address in that regard, after cut down day, kicker might be it. Watch out for that. And I didn't like, I, I didn't dislike uh, Evan Winter's idea there. Watch out for that possibility. It could be fun. But anyways, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream. Make sure that you tune in for tomorrow's show in the morning with Skywalker Steel. And, you know, shout out to him once more. I think... It was pretty amazing to watch him 
be in that Mike McCarthy press conference and give out a question in ADC Sports, Dallas's name. That was amazing. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Hit the like button. Share the stream if you are watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime and you are enjoying it. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Check out ADCSports.com, by the way. We've got a lot of new Cowboys articles every single day up there. Uh, news, opinion, analysis, and much more. Make sure you check that out. And I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. See you tomorrow. Adios. Bye-bye.